Good morning, good morning, my friends. Welcome to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds, where our goal is to level up together because that, that's the biggest, biggest challenge. I was talking with Melanie yesterday. Hi, Melanie. Good to see you. And, you know, she went out west and she was in charge of uh, giving a conference in, uh, I, I could say, in a mi minority group, eh? Melanie Melanie minority group. And at the end of the day, it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're part of a minority group, whether you're 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 Canadian, I don't care where you're born. If you don't walk in gratitude, if you don't walk in gratitude, nothing magical is gonna happen in your life. Nothing magical is gonna happen in your life. And I know why, Melanie, because I thought about what you said yesterday, you shared your experience, and I know why they don't see what's working, why they're not in gratitude. And today I said, the reason this group or anybody that is not living their, living their dream life and struggling years and years and years is simply because they haven't learned to say no. They haven't learned to categorize their quadrants as Stephen Covey puts it. Today, you're gonna have another take on the four quadrants. It, it's really about that aspect. You can say yes to everything. So the way I would love to introduce to you this today's segment, which is the four quadrants of work, according to Brian Tracy, is that in 1990, when we purchased our Tupperware franchise, and it was the beginning of everything you already know of today, it would never have happened, Melanie, if I did not take the decision to clear the decks and only focus on what was going to lead me to my dream life, being using my talents, using my skills, acquired skills, uh, using my passions, right? We covered that last week. So there was a combination of that. So right away when it came to categorizing what needed my attention and what didn't, made it very easy and allowed me to hire the right people. Now, many have started Tupperware franchise that same year of 1990, 1989, 1991. And when I look back, who's still there, Melanie? There's nobody else but me left. You know, everybody else failed at some point, not because they weren't qualified. Of course they were qualified. They were promoted to business leader like myself. Back then you needed qualifications and not because you thought you could you could be a business leader, right? So for me, it was a big, a, a big, big, big thing. And I remember when my sister-in-law arrived, Fatma from Algeria, Muhammad's sister, she has four beautiful children and the twins, the younger twins, I really connected with them. And one day I said to Taib, my nephew, who's always at my house, by the way, you know, and my niece, uh, I said to Taib, stop telling me yes every time I ask you something. Because if you keep saying yes all the time, Taib, you'll never live your dream life in Canada. So I go, I can't teach your mom and dad, and I can't teach your brother and your sister. Like, they think they know when they don't know. But I know you admire Auntie Maria, both of you. They're uh, non-identical twins. So I'm going to allow myself, because if there's a student, I'll be a fantastic teacher. But if there's no student, I'll just shut up. He who doesn't know and doesn't know they don't know are insane. Run away from them, Marie. I wasted so much time on people that weren't students. And that day, 
change the trajectory of Henen, my niece, and Taeb. What do you mean, Maria? Well, they're the only ones that today are living their dream life, both earning over 100K a year. My nephew just got a promotion in a private company at 150K. My niece is up next to owning her own Canadian tire because you need to work in it and build all the way up. And that's because they learned to say no gracefully, number one. They learned to recognize what were their talents, what were their skills, what were their passions, and they made sure they stuck to that. So once her mother says to her, and then you have to clean up your room. She goes, no, mom, I don't have to clean up my room. I'm going to hire somebody to do it because it's not her strength. She hates cleaning. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? So what I'm here to say to you in the opening, my friends, is, is today you're going to have a paradigm shift. And just remember that life, I, I want you to see life like being a, the, a, a theater, a theater, Monique. Is that how we say it? A theater? And there's many roles in this play, many, many roles. You can't possibly play all these roles. And this is what we try to do. We try to put together a one-man show, and it doesn't work. You have to decide what is the character you're going to play in this theater, what is the objective, your dream life, and we can go on and on and on. Melanie Miller is going to dive deeper in it, and Marie Fierre has a fantastic exercise. So please, 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 90% of our people need to hear this podcast today. So we want you to share by asking them, do you feel like you're all over the place all the time and never have time for anything? They should all be answering yes, your friends, family, neighbors, and colleagues. Right, guys? Say yes. Okay? Absolutely. So while you're sharing, we're going to need you to share. And don't forget to invite people to the group, Inspiration, the Millionaire of the Diamonds. We want to hit that 3,000 members because we have something fabulous coming your way that's going to be announced right after SFL, the Seminar for Leadership. Okay? And you want to get as many people as possible on that group. In the meantime, I'm going to go over to you, Marie-Pierre, so you can share how they can earn prizes, how they can be a top contributor, who were last month's top five contributors, and the draw winner, please. Yes, so who will be announcing the, the thing that we can announce, yes, on November 27th. <laughs> so make sure to be there that week. So yes, you will know everything that we are working on right now. So yes, we are looking for the people who contribute the most on our Facebook group, Le Millionaire des Diamants Inspirational Group. So every time you post on the group, every time you comment on the group, every time you post a reaction on the group, every time you invite someone new to the group, this will help us to uh, grow our group. So yes, you get a gift when you are in the top five. So this month in the top five, you will get the latte mug with the logo Lemiliana Bediama. And everyone that will contribute on the group during the month, you will be in the draw for the blanket Lemiliana Bediama, always with a beautiful quote to make sure that you always dream bigger. So, of course, our top five month date, and the month is about to end. So, the month uh, month to date, our top five, we have Danny Chartrand, we have Marc-France Toupin, we have Lise Boucher, Joanne Corbeil, and Jacqueline Stockley. So, congratulations to our top five month to date. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Okay. Now, Kendra, I know you're hearing me. 
Uh, Monique, I know you're listening to me. I want to see you in the top five contributors. You want to know why, Monique? I need a little bit more of English content, a little bit more of English. Jacqueline Stockley is doing a great job. Danny, thank you. She's doing a great job. She, you know, you know, everything is bilingual and I really, really appreciate it. But I'm going to need help from you, Monique. I'm sure you've got great resources, whether it's budgeting money, whether it's, um, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, how to, to, to manage the money. Like everything with money should come from you, Monique. Use your talent counting for that. Kendra, managing four children, you know, with special needs. How do you do it? Like this is what the group needs to hear. So I'm calling upon the English community, Melanie. Is that good? Is that good? I love it. I love it. So with no further ado, just before I leave you in the hands of uh, Melanie Miller, I want you to visualize today, uh, as I've been saying throughout this podcast of uh, confidence, you're, you are the captain of your ship and you need to have power to navigate these waters. Some days the waters are nice, red skies in the morning, sailor's warning, huh? red skies at night, sailor's delight. So every day there's red sky sometimes in the morning and sometimes at night, and you're gonna need to face obstacles and you're gonna need to steer your ship in the direction that's going to lead you to your dream life. And if you don't learn this skill, it's a skill. What is a skill, Maria? Something that can be learned, not a talent. A talent is given to you, right? Like singing. I'm not a singer. I don't care how much I practice. It's still not going to sound good. I'm not going to make the Oscars or whatever they, you make it when you sing. That's how, how, how you see how I don't understand anything, right? Okay. But a skill is teachable. This is what I love about today's podcast. It's a learned. You can learn it. So over to you, Dr. Melanie Miller. Yes, thank you very much, uh, Maria. And um, of course, when I when I was looking at the four quadrants of work last night, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I know what that's all about. But in fact, it was quite different. And uh, it really um, made me think a lot more because we've talked about four quadrants before. But that four quadrants was really talking about tasks that you have to do every day and setting them up to be uh, urgent and important or non-urgent and not important, etc., etc. And so actually when I was doing this, uh, writing this this morning, I had to sort of unlearn what I had learned before, which is always an interesting process thinking, oh, I know which quadrant I have to spend most time in. But in fact, it's not the same quadrant, right? Because um, uh, learning about it this morning made me realize what they were talking about. So let me not keep you in suspense any longer. But um, what these quadrants are divided into is your, um, your work, right? So what do you find hard to learn and hard to do. That's quadrant number one. Quadrant two is what do you find easy to learn and hard to do? Quadrant three is what do you find hard to learn and easy to do? And in the last quadrant, what do you find easy to learn and easy to do? 
So this got me scratching my head this morning and, uh, and I started to uh, look at it. And um, quadrant one, the, the, and the thing that you should know is this is totally individual. So what is easy for me to learn may not be easy for you and vice versa. So uh, that is the most important about this. This is so individual. So um, when you're looking at these quadrants, you need to ask yourself different questions. So quadrant one is hard to learn and hard to do for you right? Not necessary for everybody else. And it reminded me of um, a story I want to tell you about um, my daughter and, and son-in-law. They have a business, which is a CrossFit business. So you could say, okay, well, everybody who works at the CrossFit business, they have to be really good at teaching CrossFit. Well, on the whole, yes. But actually, there are other aspects to this job. So Susie and Brandon, they run this business and the people that work for them are generally CrossFit trainers. However, one aspect of the job of a CrossFit trainer is when a new person comes in off the street, they give them a lesson and then they have to convert them. So they convert them from being somebody off the street to somebody who wants to take the foundation course to somebody who wants to invest by becoming a member. So to be a CrossFit trainer at Susie and Brandon's gym, you also have to be able to convert people from being walk-ins to members of the gym. Now, that's not easy to do for everybody. And although uh, Susie and Brandon, they do it really well, they have something like a 90% conversion rate. They had um, a really great trainer working for them who, when they were reviewing the conversion rate, he only had 10%. So what that meant was they were losing 90% of the new clients because he just wasn't able to do that last part of the job, which was, um, you know, what did you like best about today? Are we going to see you on Tuesday or Thursday? Um, instead, saying things like, oh, I'll send you an email. And of course, as soon as somebody leaves, that's the end, end of business. So he was a great coach, but he had no interest in sales. And actually, we did try to coach him, but he just didn't want to do that. That just wasn't his strength. It was too hard for him. So it was hard for him to do, and it was hard for him to learn. And so uh, he was somebody that uh, was not able to make that conversion. And so uh, he didn't fit. And, and actually, in the end, he resigned, which was great for them because they didn't have to ask him to leave. But he resigned because it was too hard for him. Okay, and I admire him for taking that decision because he could have kept trying, but he wasn't a good fit for that particular post. So quadrant two is all about uh, easy to learn and hard to do. So this is more like 
physical labor, right? Um, maybe you, it's easy to learn how to dig a trench, but you don't actually really want to dig a trench because every time you do it, it's hard work. And I liken this to unpacking boxes, right? It's so easy to learn how to unpack boxes. You just unpack them and you put them away. But after you've done it, you feel exhausted because it's physical. It's something that's easy to learn, but hard to do. And what happens is because it's hard to do in the sense of on your physical body, now you're too tired to do anything else. And so you're actually in a situation where you're not making any money because you're just doing an easy to do job, uh, sorry, an easy to learn job, um, but it's taking it out of you because it's hard to do. And so for me, that that's sort of really highlighted that when we spend too much time doing easy jobs that are hard to do, it's actually detrimental to our forward motion. And so that is uh, what I took from that quadrant. Okay, so now we have hard to learn and easy to do. So uh, an analogy here is uh, hard to learn. It's hard to learn how to drive, right? You have to take lessons. It takes time. You've got to go through steps. You've got to remember so many things. Are you looking to the left? Are you looking to the right? Have you looked in your mirror, etc., etc. But once you've learned it, it's easy to do. You can just get in any car. I can drive anywhere in the world now because I've learned to drive on the left. I've learned to drive on the right. I can change gears uh, in a manual or I can drive an automatic. So whatever, practically whatever car I got into now, I could have a go at driving it. It's easy for me. I've learned how to do it. In our business, we have to learn a lot of stuff. And we've had to learn a lot of stuff in the last three years as we've changed from one aspect to another. So we've had to learn how to use Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, as well as Zoom, as well as running a live meeting. And, you know, some of that's hard to learn because you have to remember everything. But once you've learned it, it's easy to do. But do you want to invest the time to learn all those hard things? And the answer to that is yes, some of them, but no, not all of them. You can't be masters at everything. And, and I am not good at running a Zoom meeting, but Melissa is really good at running a Zoom meeting. And so for me, not having to do it takes a huge burden off my shoulders because it is not something that I find easy to do because I'm continually learning. So you have to say, is that a good use of your talents? Probably not, because you're spending a lot of time doing things that you, you don't find easy to do. And as once again, I want to emphasize, this is individual. Everybody has different strengths and they're going to, um, to wanna do them. So now we come to the quadrant, which in the original quadrants with Steve Covey is the one you shouldn't spend time in because it's the non-urgent, not important. 
but in this quadrant this is where you should be spending not spending your time but using your talents so or not talents you'll learn your things that you've learned because it is easy to learn and easy to do so and this is individual remember so for me something that was easy to learn was doing things like this public speaking being in front of people being able to talk to people having a good um, use of english language um, so all of those things for me are easy and i love them and i want to do them and i do do them so this is where you like and enjoy working so what things do you love to do in your business what do you find easy and it actually pays back to you this is where you have your strengths and you want to work i want to do the podcast every week because i love it i love doing it i love the prepping of it i love the learning for it this is easy for me to do and easy for me to learn and in the same way being a leader of a team is what i love to do i love learning about leadership i find it easy to learn about that although it's a constantly learning process and um it doesn't doesn't mean when i say it's easy doesn't mean i don't get nervous or worried about things that i'm doing it's not like a piece of pie as we would say it it's it's something that you enjoy and you feel comfortable in. So what, how do you know which things you enjoy, which things you find easy to learn and easy to do? Well, it's where you thrive. It's where you're giving so much back to whatever community you're in or whatever situation you're working. But to help you determine where that is, Marie-Pierre is going to do an exercise with us. Thank you, Melanie. So, yes, I really love how <laughs> they uh, took something that we learned in another book and bring it something completely different because it's really uh, with self-confidence because we are in the book of power of self-confidence. So we know when we learn something and it's easy to learn, of course, we build our self-confidence. When you do something and it's easy to do, of course, you build your self-confidence. So we want to spend the most time. It's something that is easy to learn and easy to do. So yes, we want to determine what in your schedule is going to be easy to learn, what is going to be easy to do. And we will do the five steps to determine where you spend the most of your time. So Step number one is to list all your tasks, everything that you have on your to-do list, everything that you have on your schedule. And then step number two, you will categorize if it's something that is easy to learn and if it's something easy to do. So for each task, you ask yourself, is this task easy for me to learn? Yes. Is it something that is easy for me to do? Yes. Okay, perfect. So when you find that easy to learn and easy to do quadrant, you say, perfect, this one is going to be in that category. And then you go to step number three, because it's really fun to be in the easy to learn and easy to do. But does it bring value to your life? 
So step number three will be to categorize by value. So but for all the tasks that is easy to learn and easy to do, now you have to ask, does this task bring significant value or result to my life or my work? And if the answer is yes, great. That means it's easy to learn, easy to do, and have a high value. So that's exactly where you want to spend the most of your time. So step number four, you want to reflect on that. So look at all the tasks that is easy to learn, easy to do, and have a high value for you. So these are the tasks that are the best use of your time. So consider if there's <coughs> if there are ways to work most of your time in that category. And step number five, if you need help, just create that visual representation when you just uh, write on a piece of paper. You have a line that is vertical, a line that is horizontal to make sure that, yes, you can say, okay, it's high value, low value. Uh, is it something that it's easy to learn, easy to do? So you have really a visual representation of everything in your schedule, everything in your uh, to-do list. And then all this work is to really identify what is that special talent that you have. Like we talked last week, your passion, your talent, what you are born with that you can help people around you. So there's a lot of questions that you can ask yourself to see when it's easy to learn, easy to do and bring a high value. So is, where is that talent behind that task? What is that uh, talent that you have uh, behind uh, that thing that you have in your schedule? So you want to ask yourself a question about the, the natural inclination. Like, is it something that you gravitate toward the, this task without any uh, influence? Uh, question number two, is it, does it bring uh, you joy and satisfaction when you are doing this task? Is it something that you can improve, number three? Is it something that you can show rapid improvement in this task compared to others? Number four, it's consistency. Can I consistently perform this task at that high level without much effort? Number five, the value to others. So do others seek my help or our advice regarding to this task? Number six is that unique approach. So do, uh, do I approach this task differently than others leading to better or unique results? Number seven, about passion and interest. So am I, am I passionate about this task or is it something I would do even if I wasn't getting paid? Number eight, the teaching and sharing. So do I find it easy to teach or share that knowledge about this task, this task to others? Number nine is about repeatability. <laughs> so can I repeatedly do this task with the same level of ease and high value? And number 10, the vision. So can I envision myself doing this, this task in the long term and still finding it easy and valuable in my life? So it's not uh, always just say, okay, it's easy for me to do. It's easy for me to learn. That's it. But to make sure that you have a high value. So that brings you result in your life. And you can find that special talent that you can use to help the most people around you when you do this exercise. So I know it was fast. You will find all those questions on the group, Eliminiana de Zema Inspirational on Facebook. So you can take the time to answer every question to find that special talent that you have that you can make a difference around you. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. Thank you. And in closing again, 
the, the key for me, for my success, and, and I know the years to come are going to be um, much more than what I've done right now, is definitely looking at each one of these quadrants, you know, uh, easy to do, easy, easy to learn, hard to do, hard to learn, you know, whatever, you know, he talks about. But you need to ask yourself, is this worth for me to do, to learn, uh, with regards with, with where I am going? So again, I, I, I embrace the, 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 the metaphor of that ship. Like I said last week, you know, I want to aim to reach that horizon where the sea meets the sky. Every morning, I ride a little bit further and a little bit further. So I'm getting better and better, a better version of myself. But I am very intentional and very mindful about where I'm spending my time. Now, example, I love to clean, <laughs> you know, I love to clean, but unfortunately it's not going to bring me closer to my dream life. Um, I love, I love to learn. Like I remember uh, doing the uh, recognition at a certain point in my career and I was learning Excel. And then one day I said, what are you doing, Maria? Because I, I'm a sponge, I love to learn. I said to myself, what are you doing? What are you doing? This is not how you're going to achieve a higher level of leadership. So although it was hard to learn and probably with time it was gonna be easy to do, I made sure right away I didn't do it because it's so easy to get in these time traps where you have the feeling you've worked all day, but in reality, I haven't. So I'm very, very conscious about where I'm putting my time. I need to learn to be a better leader. Now, that's hard to do, hard to learn, but easy once I start practicing and practicing and practice. So I put all my energy there. Another thing, meeting my people my meetings, 2080, learning how to um, talk to, to, so they leave the meeting feeling excited and not feeling as if I beat up on them. You see, this is where I need to put my time. So hard to learn, hard to do, right? Especially when you have somebody raising your hands and giving you a comment that, you say, where was she for the last 30 minutes? You know, you've all lived it, right? You, you understand me what I'm saying? And you say, is there anybody up like, not easy to do. So when you're looking at these quadrants and you're going to do Marie Pierre's exercise, I need you also to remember how relevant is this to achieving my dream life? So I love to garden, but I, I'll do the garden, but I have somebody removing the weeds. I have somebody that winterized it because it doesn't make any sense to take time to do something that is not necessary, but to create it, it's part of my personal expression. It's part of one of my passions. So I'll create it. But all the rest, if I do it, yeah, it's easy. Yeah, I enjoy it. But unfortunately, it's removing time from doing the podcast here with you guys. You understand? So it's all these little things I want to leave you with. So conquer your chaos. You need to conquer your chaos. And you, let, you need to let, let your, the power of self-confidence lead you to your dream life. But until I don't conquer my chaos and until I don't stay in the things that are relevant to where I need to, what, what I need to do to go where I want to go. Every day is going to be a big challenge. Like my nephew and my niece, 
They could have been just another regular employee at a job living paycheck to paycheck. So this is so important that you seize it and you, 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 you take control of your life. We're all at the same place. All of us, none of you are born in fortunate billionaire families, guys. We all started at the same place. So we can all end up at the same place. Number one in whatever we desire to achieve. Again, thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. Amazing, amazing, amazing. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye, everyone.